everybody. Welcome back. It is the weekly recap week 18. Coming out to You need to tell me when you're going to do that because I actually have the ham horn app. That I yeah, we could we could do the ham horn. Hold on just one second. All right. We could just restart. Yeah, it's fine. No, we don't need to. It's fine. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking lit. It okay, that works. So, so um, <laughs> yeah, we're bringing it back this week. We have uh, a sort of depleted group of characters this week. And it's just the three brothers, Nick, Alex, and myself. Um, yeah, it's sort of a slow week. Um, it's been an interesting week for me up here for reasons completely unrelated to beer. So we're gonna we're gonna stick to beer on this podcast. Yeah, that and sounds like a sounds like a good idea. So yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little bit this week. Um, sort of go away from things that we did because it's gotten a little monotonous. There haven't been too many big events. And, you know, we could say that, you know, Nick and Sarah went to Dancing Gnome any given week, and that's usually true. Yes. Yeah, it's um, 100% accurate. <laughs> for me, uh, let's see. Did I make it to Trillium this week? I did not, uh, which is the first week in the last four, I believe, that I haven't made it uh, down there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I sort of stuck to the standard stuff this week I, I went out i got a four pack of backlash um they do like a neighborhood series where they brew a beer for a different neighborhood that means something to them in boston so i picked up um alex's favorite favorite boston town alston alston oh, I love that. that's I, I like i'll never think that's not funny like it's just it's hilarious. So I picked it up. It was it's pretty good. I don't know. It's not the best one I've had from them. It's not the worst. Um, and I'm I'm still I'm still in a holding pattern for when they officially open their doors because it looks like a really cool place from what I've seen on Instagram. Uh, they've been touting it very highly. I think that they're gonna have some really good beer and some some different stuff. Uh, when they when they officially open, I'm I'm guessing they'll have like a bunch of new stuff and do like a big event with hopefully some food trucks and stuff. I don't I don't know if they are planning on having a kitchen or anything like that, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. So I'm yeah. Uh, if you guys are listening, which I can almost guarantee that you're not, um, just open the doors, man. Just or just just give me a personal tour. Um, <laughs> so I, I have a little bit. Um, I guess I can I can go into a little bit about what I did this week and. Uh, then we can get into some of the segments that we want to talk about. Uh, well, so let's, just, um, let's before you get that far, um, let's rehab the events coming up because I do want to make sure that we're hitting on that. Um, yeah, good call. The first thing on the docket this week is the Dancing Gnome's second anniversary is the 29th of September. The reason I want to bring that up first is because tickets go on sale on Wednesday. And this will be up by Wednesday. So Yes, definitely. If you are listening to this, it's probably Wednesday. So they go on sale at noon. Yep. And you know we will be getting tickets. Me, Nick, and Sarah will be there. Yep. And they will sell out. They sold out last year, and I know that it was a pretty crazy event, so I'd imagine that a lot of people who were there last year are going to make a point of doing it again. Yeah, they have, uh, like, If you six, go on their website, they have a full They list. have, like, 600 tickets. But yeah. But that's not even that much, like, considering... 
Fixture's mean, pretty decent, though. From yeah. what you said about yesterday, I can't imagine that's not going to sell out, like, quickly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You think um, about, you think about like, you guys went to that the beer fest at uh, Spoonwood, and they had, what, 250 or something? Yeah. And I don't think they sold out until the day of. But I think this one's going to be, because of the name associated with it, like Hop Culture's putting it on, right? Yeah. And yeah. because of the list of breweries that are going to be there, oh, yeah. people are going to want to be there. Um, I yeah. am going to want to be there and will be there. Right. And That's definitely Dancing Gnome has, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I, I think to this day, at least in the, in the past few years, that was the biggest mistake that I've made was um, not purchasing tickets to go mm. to the first, first anniversary. I mean, maybe it's upsetting because time. it's upsetting because I remember going to we went to Smoketoberfest. Yes. Which was like what? Thirty dollars. Yep. So like I could have just pocketed that thirty, doubled it, and bought a ticket to last. Yeah, but like I feel like we weren't. You guys so weren't, or well, we weren't really like into like craft beer yet as much as we are now. Back then, so it's like, oh, it's a beer festival. I don't know about that. That's a because. By the time I got back from Libbits, when I was living out there, you were pretty. Had, un, you were pretty yeah, into it. Yeah, I had had a lot of craft beer, and then as soon as I was back, that fall is sort of right around when Dancing Gnome became big. So we were there like I don't know every like a I don't know every couple of weeks. I a couple guess. times a month at least. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, not not so much like how we are now. Yeah. Right. And, and I even before I left, like I, I went a lot more than I did then. But yeah, I wouldn't say that it, it was because I wasn't into it. I just, I didn't really think about it. I, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't into, yeah, I, I guess you're right, actually. I feel I, like we're I not whole, we weren't as wholeheartedly, like, invested yeah, in this. Yeah, as and, like, far as, like, being, That's pretty much, like, what we do in our free time now. Right, as far as, like, looking into, like, I follow a bunch of accounts of the places that go to, like, Juicy Brews Fest. Yeah. Right? Like, their, their main accounts. And, and I'm, constantly looking for new stuff and at least in Boston like I, I've made it I've made like somewhat of a list in my mind of places that I'd like to go down in like Virginia and you know out in Virginia Midwest Virginia 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 okay so um, all so, right, yeah, so, those, so that's good those tickets are going on sale Get Wednesday them. Wednesday's VIP Friday is GA um, VIP, apparently they're going to be like 50 per session and you get a uh, four pack, one of each of the beers and a, a limited edition glass and the GA tickets, you still get the taster glass and admission to the event. Yeah. So we'll be doing the early session. Yeah. We're trying like to shoot for we're the gonna early do, one. We're going to try. I feel like that one's going to be the way to go. Gonna, I uh, feel like you don't want to. You don't want to miss out on something that was only at the first one because they ran out of beer. Yeah. And that's why I think the first session is the way to go. Because these breweries are only going to bring so much beer. Sure. You know? Um, Plus, I just feel like it's going to be, it's just going to be messy if we are, I mean, we're probably just going to start drinking. Right. At noon if we go to the late session anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be one of those days. (laughs) Um, So, besides that, the other one that's coming up on Friday is the brewery, Pittsburgh Brewery Guide release party. It's next Friday. Next Friday. Yeah. It's the 24th at Nova Place. It's 6 to 10. There's one session. Um, We are considering going. Sarah 
it sounds like she's going to DD. So uh, we're going to be dropping a lot on some uh, beer festivals coming up here. Please, but they're always a good time. Um, one of the things that uh, just following along on social media this weekend was it looked like everybody had a freaking blast at uh, Fresh Fest. I think there are a lot of cool um, collaborations going on. A lot of out-of-towners in town. Everybody was posting about oh, it. Oh, the brew brother, the one that brewed with Dancing Gnome, followed me on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. I was like, Fancy cool. that. He's, he's really cool. Yeah. He's, he's like a really he's cool guy. He's got some interesting posts, too. I think he's yeah. actually got some good content. He like has a blog. Yeah. So, like, shout out the brew brother, Shannon. I don't know his last name. He's, yeah. got, a, he's got, like, 25K followers with his uh, shit on. Influencer. Hashtag. Hashtag I think I think at that point you can do swipe up on your Instagram stories. Yeah, which is, 100%. I think it's ten thousand. Yeah. yeah, but like that's lit. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that one's coming up uh, in two weeks. Uh, Thirty breweries, three breweries to a collab. So that's gonna be pretty 10 lit. Beers. The one thing Sarah was mentioning that I uh, also agreed with was food is not included. But we're going to be dropping, like, 55 bucks on this. So it kind of sucks that there's not at least, like, a food ticket or some something. That's yeah. true. But just to have access to all those collabs will be cool. Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm big into collaboration brews. I agree. And I, I like that this list, to me, looks like it's going to be very different styles. So not like, I mean, I'm sure Dancing Gnome's going to have an IPA. But, like, you get... Couch and um, Cinderlands together, or I forget who they're with, but it's like you get uh, these breweries that do like weird stuff. Yeah, it's that weird name one that sounds different than how it's actually spelled. It starts with like an A or something. Oryx? No. No. You know Oryx. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that'll be cool. They're doing one too, aren't they? Yeah, they are doing a collab. Yeah. Um, so I did read a little bit about the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild and. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast about um, Allegheny City. Uh, they were interviewing Allegheny City on Hop Nation. Um, those guys are local podcasters as well. Uh, but they were talking about... We are not the only Pittsburgh-based craft oh, beer podcast. dear God, no. We're probably like one of 30 that I can probably... We're very late to the game. Head. But we try to pump out <laughs> some quality content for you guys. It's true. For um, our very... Uh, active listeners yes and yes. all that, six of you that uh they <laughs> interact with us daily on social media <clears throat> they don't they do not but um, that's okay if you're listening to it we appreciate you guys i know yes. we say that like every single week but we're the, literally um, just, we're literally just three brothers sitting in a basement right now recording into a microphone the thing i do want to mention though is with the brewers guild okay so you have to be in allegheny county you have to be really? you have to be a tap room and brewery and that's the rule like that's pretty much it like you have to pump out so much beer a year or something like that to maintain your membership and so the thing with that is like the butler breweries are right there you know like you've got stickman you've got um, butler brewworks and reclamation they are not part of this mm -hmm. they're outside of allegheny county therefore they are not included so it's a very strict like this is what hmm. is included in this. Um, one of the things that they're doing with the brewery guide, though, is I guess it's kind of like the ale trail that Columbus does. There's a couple of other places that have started doing this where it's mostly for tourism. Like if you're outside of the city coming in, you want to you know see some cool stuff, visit a couple breweries while you're in, that kind of thing. But if you're a local person, 
and you get to how I forget what the number is because I don't think they've announced it yet. But if you get your punch card filled out, you win something at the end. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't know what I was gonna say. Yeah. I like totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Jake, have you seen? Have it's you, like a church raffle. Have either? Like, yeah, you, you put your money in and and you hope for the best, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah, you know. And like I, we were talking, Jake, we, me and Nick and Sarah were talking. Like, oh, I was saying. We were going to go to these places anyway, so, like, this prize or whatever, it's not like we have to, like, go out of our way to do all these things. Why are you flaring your nostrils? I didn't, wait, I didn't hear what you said before, can you repeat that? Why? Because I was watching, I was watching the golf, uh, shout out Brooks Kepka. Jake! His third major win, 100th PGA champion at, uh... Bell Reeve. He's killing it. St. Louis. He's murdering. He's also massive. He is like six foot four. He's beefy. And just swole as hell. He's beefy. Hundred percent beefy. beefy. His arms are enormous. He was was wearing a Smedium today too. Shirt. So like he's just busting out of it. Busting out of his shirt. So you got that Lacoste dragon. Save some. Save some girls for the rest of us. I know, or, honestly. Or, or everybody. <laughs> Bicep curls for the girls, Jake. That's what you gotta start doing. I, um, I'm, I myself am getting thick. Thank you very much. Oh boy. So. I, um, I still have that extra pouch where I keep my extra beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know. We see it's, it. Uh, Weekly Jake. recap with two C's this week. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's a good. That's good. Uh, that can be the name of the episode that's be for the sure. Episode name. Um, All right. Okay. So, I, do you know any of any other events? There were like a fuck ton of like beer festivals this weekend. Yes, there were the, the PNC all Park over one. the place. Yeah. yeah, that one. Was... I didn't even know about that one until I saw a bunch of people there. Ryan was there uh, posting on Instagram. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I had, we had a bunch of friends that were like there. It was crazy. Um, Brew Collar guys were there. I mm-hmm. saw them posting about it on Instagram. There's um, Spooky Brews, uh, which is in Boston. Which tickets are sold out, but. Uh, if you're still looking for them and you follow Hop Culture, I'd imagine they do some giveaways or you probably probably find them somewhere. I don't know. I, I think how quickly did that sell out, out though? I don't I don't know. Not not that quickly. They might still have some. I don't know. I haven't been on there. I mean, I got my ticket like pretty much the first day. So it's only been like two weeks though. I think that's pretty quick for a beer festival. Like yeah, yeah. It depends. I mean, I don't know how many they're gonna they're gonna hold, but I, I bet the venue holds probably close to like a thousand people. Yeah, and that's at Cyclorama. Cyclorama in uh, in Massachusetts. Is that just like Boston? A, is that just particular. like a venue? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's just like an event space. I don't so know. it used to be like a, a roller rink, probably. Mm. If oh, I had to cool. guess, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making that up. I think that's to do with bikes somewhere. No, somehow. really, cycle? You would think that? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, Nick, don't be an asshole. I'm allowed to be an asshole. <laughs> It's been a rough week, Nick, okay? So fuck off. All right, all right. I've been, like, super fucking busy at work. Anyway, no, so, all right, so let's let's just move forward. Events, we'll, uh, if we think of any uh, along the way, yeah, we'll update the, you. Oh, um, just, in. The, check uh, the description. The Cooper's Lake uh, Bash event is going on on the 25th. Um, that, I think, was the only other one that... that we talked about previously so we'll uh we'll keep you guys in the loop we'll um i always throw up the links on the description of the podcast so check those out yeah let us know anyone anyone correspond with us at any time at any time please 
please correspond with us. We have <laughs> Couch Brewery corresponded with us. Right. They're like the only ones that have ever corresponded with us. Speaking Other than of which, shout out Shane. Yes. Speaking of which, I do want to try to get a guest on at some point. So yeah, we are. If trying you want to very, come and drink beer with us and hang out, please. We are trying very strongly to get someone. Uh, we Jake and I have a friend that works at um, Strange Roots as a bartender, and she's kind of been around alcohol and like we don't even need to just talk about strange roots it would be cool to see like some behind the scenes stuff but yeah. just just her thoughts on the whole beer culture in general and the service industry in general which yes. i think if we have any questions about that or, or like you know how, what she thinks about some of these places that she's been like she can definitely provide really good insight yes exactly so um so this week Again, it was kind of slow. We did go to the Lager release from Dancing Gnome on Wednesday. It's true. Um, so they released their, fir- I think their first ever Lager. Yeah. To celebrate um, the opening of Lorelei is the name of the place in Pittsburgh. Okay. I think. Yeah. It was. Uh, it. I guess it's the independent or independent. Yeah, the, independent the is people. who owns them. Yeah, it's the same. Um, they own another one too, and I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, right I now. can't either. Um, yeah, so they, they, I guess, released, or they opened up a restaurant. Is it, like, German-themed or something like that? I have Is no it, like, idea. Honestly, I, I, I think that's, I think, they, I think they said something about, like, they decided to do a lager because it's, like, a German-themed something, restaurant. not, I don't know if it's German-themed or if they have, like, I don't, I don't know, whatever. So, yeah, we went there. That was a Hellas lager that was a... Hellas Lager. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, was it was a very straightforward beer. Yeah. Nothing spectacular. It wasn't a hazy IPA, so it was kind of. Cool I felt good leaving different. Dancing Them. I felt. I yeah. was like, I was like, that was a low alcohol beer. This is uh, kind of a good change. Yeah. And then they also had um, Avum. Avum. I think it's Avum. Avum. Yeah. So um, Avum was back, um, and then Sarah and I went and got a couple of cans of Infinite Highway on Saturday. Which is what we're currently drinking. Yes. Uh, which is very good. It's just I feel like it's. A, they did it's redesign the can. Um, mm-hmm. Which I freaking love. Um, yeah, I like really... the the lines. I like the. It's it, it's the same. It's like in the same vein as all of the Lestra labels, yeah. and the same with Evum or Avum, um, and Stratus is kind of the same. Like they're doing like, yeah, the they're doing a lot of like the like very the single font, right? Like, all of that. So it's kind of cool. It is cool. Um, appreciate those guys, and uh, that was pretty much it for the beer events this week for us. Unfortunately. Like I said, I was supposed to be out of town this weekend, and if I had known before, you know, Wednesday that I was not going to be out of town, I would have definitely gone to Fresh Fest. Right. Um, heard it was a massive party. Um, looked like it was a good time on social media and all that. Yeah, but, we'll we'll get to see Nova Place uh, when we go to the brewery. Got a release party, assuming we're going. I, uh, I would assume safely that we're going to be there. Yes. So, so that should be fun. Um, yeah. Just, you know, some solid standard beers, nothing super crazy. Did you guys have the um, the Die Hard is not a Christmas movie? No, Did but I do have, have two it? cans. Oh, you do? Okay. From Sean coming in. Okay. So. Um, Sean P. of Untapped Fame is going to hook us up with some Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Did they not have it on draft? It, they did not. They took it all to the festival, I think. Mm. So it might be back this week. Yeah. But. Um, so, yeah, that one looked <laughs> interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they always, with their collabs, they're always they're always different, and I that's what I like about them. But the one thing I'll say is I I didn't really I didn't really think the whole uh, song juice reference name that they did with Narrow Gauge was that funny. 
I'm like, it's like, haha, like everyone does like hot puns and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I feel like it's like, you know, okay, we get it, guys. Like, let people have fun. Well, I've seen, I've too. seen like, punny hop name. Right. Is like the name of a beer or something similar to that. So it's like, we get it. Like, you're making fun of people who use hop or. But then the, that same brewery comes out with, you know, one hop this time or something like that. You know, like, not, not yeah. to say. I mean, that was um, Night, Night Shift did that one. Night Shift does one hop this time. Yeah. And that's their. That's fucking hilarious. That's amazing. That's I such thought it was a great so name. Funny. That is such a great name. That's good, right? Like, that one? It's like, okay, I, we get it. I'm not know, like, crazy not, about Like, them. what else can you name them? And then there's like Trillium, like, calls shit, like, bird names. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like, do whatever. Let's not like you can you can make up words and and name beers after those made up words. Let's not throw shade at people who want to have Um, fun and come up. The one thing that I don't like is when people when they like really misuse hop, stretch it really far. Yeah, like hopsecutioner. Yeah, yeah. I I I knew you were gonna say that. Like that doesn't make any sense. He's probably one of the worst. It's not a bad beer. I think it's just like a regular IPA, but it's not a good use of the hoppy pun it's not system. Punny. that's the thing like, no it's not it doesn't work it, it's not like it it just doesn't work you can't you can't force it that much and expect for it to go over well but that's the thing i just think i, I forget off the top of my head who makes that beer but they sell a lot of it that's like their most popular terrapin. beer and i'm just like it's terrapin oh terrapin terrapin yeah, I just, I, don't I, know, I just think the whole, like, calling people out for coming up with, like, it's it's just lazy. It's like, oh, we don't really know what to call this, and we don't want to do a juice reference. Like, I did, like, uh, so I went to, I, I want to sort of move into my quick, brief uh, brewery stops this week. Um, I just, I went out on Friday. Say I'm a few but, more times, and it'll be even shorter. Say, what? I said, say I'm a few more times, and it'll be even shorter. So um, Nick gets asshole uh, of the week. <laughs> we should do that every week. So I'm I went to sure yeah, a couple of that. places on Friday night with a friend from work. Um, they were called, let's see, Turtle Swamp, ah, which is I cool. It. I love it. Big fan. It has um, some grains underneath with a turtle shell is their logo. And it's clean. I like it. It looks good. They have this super dope outdoor area and the reason i wanted to bring up the places that i went this week that, not that they had great beer i guess i can sort of tie it in what we were just talking about they had a a sour that was just called fine give me the sour or something <laughs> oh my god which is funny fine. i can't remember what sour I, or fine a sour beer oh or something like that <laughs> um so the reason i wanted to bring it up is because they Lazy. so they have a small a pretty small system it looks like they probably have 15 barrel fermenters. Okay. And like, uh, eh, maybe not quite that big, maybe 10. And their mash tun looks like it's probably similar in size to dancing gnomes. Um, but they they have their system automated, which uh, is, is cool. It like Cause Bluetooth? it, like no, have... like, oh. so it's like the stuff that I, that I work with. So they have like a screen that they, that they use to like start batches and stuff. And they have uh, like an automated agitator for the mash ton. Um, they have pumps that run the grains from the silo into the mash ton as well. And like pumps that run off, 
off of this automated system and like into their fermenters and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool because that's that's like basically what my job entails is coding control control yeah. systems. Is it like oh like could you see all of that? Like do they have like an open? Oh space yeah, or like yeah. No, they had like a they had a couple of garage doors open and you could walk in and there were some barrels and stuff and they had it roped off to where you couldn't walk in. I'll send you guys a picture of it, or I'll, I'll post on Untapped. But they also had a really cool outdoor area with a bunch of picnic tables and stuff. Beer was pretty good. They only had six or seven beers on tap. Um, my biggest question is, how do you, how did they get this much money? Because <laughs> it was, it was pretty busy. It wasn't like people were, you know, jammed in by any stretch. Yeah. But to pay for a brewing system that is even somewhat automated has got to be a, a ton of money and i don't i'm wondering where they got this money honestly i don't know yeah, if, i mean if it was just like a retirement thing that they wanted to do they're like yeah okay let's start a brewery or maybe they were like if they got investors maybe they were like wall street bankers or something like that could be there's a lot of money in boston so and it's it's in a a pretty wealthy area too uh not directly in it but pretty close to brookline which is one of the wealthiest areas in boston yeah um, well, so that cool. was cool. I also went to um, Dorchester Brewing Company, which is um, basically a contract brewer for a lot of different places. Like they brew Evil Twin and Stillwater, which you guys love. Yeah, um, and they had a bunch Do of that stuff. Do they have it up there, Jake? Like, have you seen it anywhere? Stillwater? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, it's brewed at Dorchester. Oh, interesting. Which is which is where I was. So like, is it they, like mainly brewed there? Uh, that I don't know, but I mean, I, if you've I, looked at a Stillwater can, from, they have it on there, like brewed at Dorchester Brewing Company in yeah. Massachusetts. I mean, from what I was reading, it seems like this guy kind of like travels around, but I mean, he probably has like that's probably like a main one, if not like yeah. It's I feel like it would be tough to just to find space in a lot of these places, but it's a it's a huge production spot. Uh, they had a cool, pretty cool tap room. And uh, outdoor area as well, uh, with some. I think they had a like a New Orleans food truck, but they had a ton of tanks in the back. And again, that was also automated because I could see um, they have like an HMI, which is a human machine interface, which is just like a screen that lets you like view different portions of you know the system that you're controlling, like pumps and valves and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty cool that to see that that type of system is being used because the last time I had seen something like that was when I went, went to industrial arts, which is just bonkers industrial arts. Uh, if you haven't been there and you're anywhere near the Hudson Valley in New York, like that has to be the, the one spot that you go to that, I guess in Hudson Valley, which is pretty good, but they have this just uh, probably worth millions of dollars. This, this automated brewing system, um, that that allegedly they can start when they're at home, about to drive in, so they can start a batch. And it's completely hands off until they get there. Um, and I'm guessing there there are some spots where you can obviously do manual stuff, like add hops, or you know if you're adding specialty stuff that like you can't program in as easily. Um, but that that was really cool. So that was pretty much my my week pretty light this week and I haven't drank for the past couple of days. So 
Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's get into some segments. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good time to to kick it off. We've I've been trying to implement segments for a few weeks now, and we haven't really. I think it's good. The format we have is good. We need to talk about what, like where we're going, what we're doing, the events. But uh, I like to talk about some stuff that's not not necessarily specifically related to the places that we go yeah, every I week. Think, and maybe some. I think weeks like this are good because we don't have like a bunch of different people that have done a bunch of different stuff, and there's only like three of us today. So yeah, yeah, it's give us a a, a little bit of uh, expand our beer knowledge. I think, yeah, right, right, um, or just talk about stuff that we want to talk about, um, which is the case for I think the the first one that I want to discuss is merchandising. Okay, um, and I feel like it's it doesn't necessarily have to be like a specific opinion that you have about merchandising, but I'd like to see a decent array of stuff at breweries. Okay. Um, but I also like like one-off stuff, right? Like the oh, Special you just did a edition, yeah. yeah, like you do the limited edition glass to go with a beer or something like that, right? Um, one of my favorites of that is something that I, I mean, I have a freaking collection of growlers, yeah. right? That rivals anybody anywhere. Um, one of the coolest things that I've seen done with growlers is. Um, Dogfish Head a couple times a year does handmade growlers. And these things are like two, three hundred dollars. Dear sweet Jesus. But it's a cool piece. It's not one that you're gonna carry around or leave rolling around in the back of the car or something like that. It's a cool piece, it's a conversation starter. It's something that is like reaching out to the art side of like craft beer i think honestly that's really what it is i mean it's yeah. art you know if you were to buy something like that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fill it up with beer maybe more than once a year right like you're, you're, do, you're gonna hold on to that it's a collector's item it's something that you're gonna show yeah, off it's like art it's art the last one that they did i think was pumpkin last year they had a release of it and it looked like a pumpkin like that was pretty badass to me i just thought that was a cool thing that is really cool but it i mean they're they're Artisan, you know, like clay spun, you know, built. And I don't know, I thought it was a cool idea. That's something that you don't really get everywhere. So you know when you roll up to somewhere with that growler that people are going to go, oh, that's from Dogfish Head. You know, that kind of thing. So it really sticks out. Yeah, that's I, that's the same way I feel. I mean, I think growlers have, are, like, are really cool a lot of places. Um, yeah. There's one from Southern Tier. The Pittsburgh one, it's like this yellow. I think I think it's like seventy dollars or something like that. But it's like this, it's like this metal, the the yellow one with like the Pittsburgh skyline on it. That they that's the that one they, Ryan has, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they I've seen a lot of people with it, um, and that's cool because it's like Pittsburgh themed, but it's not like overly Pittsburgh themed. It's like it's it's yellow, which I love because it's such an odd color. Yeah, it's very different. Like it's eye catching for sure. Right, so like that's that's really cool, and again, it's like I mean, it, it costs a lot, but it's you know, if, there's so many Pittsburgh heads out there that just eat that shit up. But I think the cool thing about that is it's actually like a really good growler too. So you're not just dropping money to drop money. It's not like a glass growler. It's actually like thermal, like it's it's a thermos basically. Yeah. So Ryan was saying he had it in his car for like a couple days. 
mm-hmm. and it was still kind of cold. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, like at least you're getting your money's worth out of stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of these breweries, especially like the small craft breweries that are around here, just kind of stick with some like cheap glass ones that they can get wholesaled for for really inexpensive like i'm looking at probably 25 that you have like literally right yeah it's it's kind of an extreme problem (laughs) yeah it just yeah it's really it's just really hard and i think a lot of people have this issue um is like remembering to like put a growler in your car like i we were at dancing and i like heard (coughs) these people next to us talking about like, oh, do you want to get, like, a growler or something? And they're like, don't get another one. We have, like, 19 at home. Yeah. And that's, I mean... And, like, they're cheap. And I've been out, too, and I'm like, oh, I really want to get something. But, like, the growlers are... It, it just, it kind of amazes me when, like, some places have, like, this... It's literally just a glass growler with your logo on it. But yeah. some of them are five, and some of them are, like, 12. Yeah. And I'm like, oh... Didn't realize I was gonna have to drop twelve dollars on something that I can. On top get. of eighteen to fifty, eighteen to twenty-five dollars on beer. Sure. Yeah. Right. You're talking. That's a forty-dollar swing. Right. Which for, for four beers. Yeah. That are gonna be good for three days. Yeah. Maximum. Right. <laughs> um, that's thing, the one. I mean, that's that's the one thing that. I, I don't know. I I think growler fills are. I I don't think they're really worth it. Yeah, anymore, if you have cans available, I'm going to get the cans. And, like, most people are doing cans, so, like, I don't ever feel like, oh, like, let's go get a growler. Like, because it's not ever... I mean, if you're going to, like, a party and you want people to try different stuff, I can understand it. Yeah, right? but, like, how often How often have you brought a growler over someone's house? True. Yeah. Like At the same time, you could make the argument for sustainability. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, That's I do see people rolling biggest... with bags full of growlers to places and get them all filled and go on their way. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. People routinely walk into dancing with like six. Right. And they're like, yeah, can I get three Avums and two yeah. Suedas or something like that? But I mean, that's your weekend. You know, yeah. that's if you're having people over or, yeah. you know, blah, 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 whatever. But I mean, at the same time, they may not have cans, right? Some of these places sell out of cans and that's it. Right. Other places like Cinderlands, like uh, Insurrection, will have cans for a couple weeks. Right. Grist House. And pretty much everybody up here, too. Yes. Well, like and that's the thing I think you see in Boston is there's a lot more beer being produced. So I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I there's, think it's a, just I, I, there's just more established places. You yeah, know? yeah. That's I think that's really the bottom line is that I don't see a lot of places in Boston, at least right now, or maybe the ones that I'm like looking at mainly to go to aren't aren't the ones that are popping up that are new. But you know, when you look at places like Night Shift and Slumbrew and stuff like that. Like they've they've been around for a while and they have big enough systems that they can produce as much as as much as they want, really. And it's, yeah, I it's mean still the one thing out. the one thing I'll say is like it seems like at least most places I've gone that like have cans after a while or like have cans consistently of like the same stuff. Like that's not really like the best um, stuff that they ever put out, and it's kind of just like. If you've had it once, like, there's not really a point to go back. So maybe that's another argument for growlers. It's, like, something that they weren't able to can or just didn't can because it's something new and you want to get... It. But, like, even at Dancing Gnome, like, you, the stuff they release, it's, like, 
like they don't even they generally don't do growler fills of like a lot of the stuff that they can no. at all. No. And that's I mean that's what you get with those types of beers because honestly they're not doing big batches of it enough to support draft and cans. Yeah. I mean I don't think we're at <laughs> other places enough to know if like other places aren't really doing growlers. I mean that's not, I we don't go to other places like expecting to take a growler. We no. really only go to dancing them, don't we? Pretty much. Like yeah. I I can't even think like Hitchhiker. But then I mean I guess there's like the whole yeah, hitchhiker. But then they have like the the whole crawler thing, which which is nice. Which is nice. Yeah, cuz um, if you if you don't want to get a full 64 ounces of, of something, I mean they have a discount on three crawlers and you get to try a few things and yeah. they're they're generally cheaper. I they're they're still not like that inexpensive, which sucks, but so it's uh, that's yeah that's that's something that you know. I think the biggest thing for me with merch to cycle back, mm-hmm. um, I, there aren't enough logos out there that I just like. You know, it, everything's I agree just kind of really played out at this point. Like I've seen, if you look at here, I'll send you guys a picture right now. So so Cinderlands has this. They have their their C logo, which is cool, but they also have. Uh, another logo that's it's just CB and CO is underlined next yeah. to it. Yeah. So I'm at Dorchester on Friday night and I look and it's literally the same exact logo. Oh my god! Just with a D instead of a C at the beginning. <clears throat> that's, for Dorchester. Brand I just company. think that's, and, that's lazy. That's really lazy. I don't know that it's lazy. I think it's simple, right? That's the thing. You want it to be clean, like. You can't have your name blasted all over everything, which is, I get... But, like, just, just four letters, and you're going to put that on glass and upcharge it so much? Like, True. I just know think, how much you're spending on these glasses. I think that, that there's just not enough... I don't know. Maybe not enough originality, or I just don't like some of the names that people come up with. Like, at what point in the process are you saying, this name is going to, is going to be so good? So right, the, the it's different because there's some places that are like oh, wow. based. Yeah, you're right. That that looks exactly. No, like it's the exact the same logo. One. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's it might even be the same different. font. Like <laughs> honestly, it looks like yeah. It. I mean, I don't know. It's like whatever. Though I mean, the one thing I'll say, and like this, it, the the one thing, like I don't think there's any excuse because we know these people at these breweries are around creative types all the time. Yes. So I don't really think there's an excuse You have to be to a creative have... type to want to do brewing, basically. Right. Like, if if you're coming from, you know, I think about the guys from, like, Couch who were engineers um, to begin with, but, like, you, you have, you, even as an engineer, you have some creative bones in your body, I would think. But, like, Couch is... pulling for myself. But, and then you look at somebody like... Um, Brew gentleman, like the guy is like a he's like a graphic design major, and their their labels and logo and everything is clean as can be, right? But it's like also very they simple. Mix, it is, and I, that's what I like. I mean, that's sort of like a personal preference thing, but I don't yeah. like when they, they, people just have like just just random ass looking cans that that don't mean anything or don't relate to a beer, and and, and I don't know, I, I, I'm. I guess I'm, I like when it's more cohesive. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I'll say is, like, I've seen some stuff that they get, like, can, like, designers to, to make cans, and they're just not good, 
and like as an artistic style like I mean, artistic freedom only goes so far. Like, yes. I, I don't need to see something that looks like an actual third grader could have produced it. Yeah. And, like, maybe if it's, like, I don't know, maybe, like, you're you're really proud of your son who's, like, three years old. And you're like, oh, I am really in love with my son. Like, let's put his design on a can logo. Those are probably better than some of the stuff that we've seen. Yes. I just well, that's think, cool because like, there's also meaning behind that, too, right? right. It's like that's, some yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that, and, and I, I can see that as an excuse for having something that isn't, like, highly, like, sophisticated or, like, looks like it's got a lot of time. It, it, I just feel like, what was the one... I We were at a place, and they were designed... I don't know if it was... I don't know if it was Nick or Jake that we were there together, but... That, like one of the or no was it couch the one of the the one of their like regulars designed the can for atomic meltdown yes, or something. that's what it was yeah See, like there's no excuse like if people right. are coming and visiting like i, I can't imagine that doesn't straight come up a up. conversation right. hey i'm an artist i'm a local artist like that type of stuff is what makes the beer industry so great is that you have these collaborations for no damn reason right but it also has to be i don't care if it's your friend and you're trying to get them i really just have like a problem with people who don't speak truth to their friends. Like, yeah, there's a, not all art is good art, right? There's somebody that rolls in my circle, like of friends mm -hmm. and he's not like my friend directly, but I don't want to say anything like disparaging, but like he wrote a kid's book and the art is his art. And it's like, stuff that you know some high school kid drew in inside of a notebook yeah. and just made a career out of it right like totally fine cool whatever you know you're making your money out of it and people are picking it up and reading it that's great i just don't i don't get it mm -mm. i don't, i mean like, that, i feel like that's just the art industry in general it's yeah. like i don't know how some of this stuff is so expensive or and sustainable right. <laughs> as far as like a, making a living off of it yeah, I mean, I think that's that's why these people have other jobs because right. it's not sustainable. You're and right. it's it's very important to have a clean design and like no, well, an so idea not about design. what I won't say design. I'm gonna say a brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's brand. important. But uh, mainly, what I'm talking about is if if I'm going to a store, and this doesn't really necessarily apply to the places that aren't doing big distribution. But as far as the places that are, who are, who are getting their product out by putting them into places like Liberty Beer and Pals and stuff like that, like if I'm, if I'm walking through a place like, and I'm looking at just this garbage label that looks like someone threw it together in 20 minutes, I'm not picking that beer, regardless of who makes it or what it is, right? Something's gonna attract my eye. Like if I'm looking for an IPA, I'm gonna, I'll narrow it down to that section. That's, yeah, and then I'm gonna I mean, pick one that looks nice and has a cool label or something that i've never had before and it's important to make it like a good first impression with that yeah that's see that's i mean that's how i that's how i got onto stillwater because i went to a, a bottle shop basically and you found mainstream pop song exactly like <laughs> i i was like i don't know i had i had like a short amount of time i had to go really quickly pop in pop out i got something from southern tier because i knew them and i wanted to try something different but like i wanted something else and I looked at it and I was like, that's awesome. And I got it. And then I was like, and it's like all of their stuff is like that. Cause like the next time I went to Liberty beer, 
they like all of Stillwater's cans are like they catch your eye and like that was how they like got me hooked and and like ju and, and it just so happens that they make fantastic beer <laughs> right but you know like you're not gonna like no one's buying your stuff if you're that's why I think like even if we're not always thrilled with the stuff that like Brew Gentleman puts out like they have a theme. They do, and they stick to they that very theme. Like well, the like, the brew pub and the they kill it. Design. They make some of the best. I think they make some of the best labels. Yeah, they're like four, right? Was their fourth anniversary beer? Roman numeral four. That was it. <laughs> right. Simple, you don't need anything more than black that, label. Necessarily. Um, but I mean, all of their stuff is very minimal, with the with the exception of like. Um, they're, they have a series, I forget, Mammoth is part of it. It's like their um, seasonal beers, right? And they have, yeah, yeah. Like the, they have the Mammoth on there. They have like stuff like that. And it, it comes down to you are going to go at this that way and you're going to stick to it, right? Which is something that um, a lot of like the smaller places don't have, I think. Right, like yeah. they don't have an identity I, it's all enough. Marketing, yeah, like marketing is so 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 important. So like that's like that's what sucks when you see something that you're like not thrilled about at like a smaller place. It's like, how do you expect anyone to buy it if like your stuff looks ugly? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I mean, it's right because that's in a lot of cases that's your advertisement, right? right. You're either going to festivals and stuff like that and that that sort of goes along with it like if you're if you're going to a festival and you have this raggedy ass sign that says that has your logo on it or you have some garbage logo like people aren't gonna aren't gonna want to walk up to them they're like who is this like jackass over here right and you saw who, like, a lot of that i think this weekend was um the prime example like all these places that we're seeing posted on social media have like their their logo big on the table cloth, you know, hanging in front of their poor station. I mean, the poor station is probably a freaking cooler. Let's that's be honest. Really what, I mean, that's what most of them are. Right. Yeah. But so that's not, so you need to, you need to put more effort. Yeah. You need to put to, like, Oh, we designed our own sign or whatever it is. Cause like, I know like these breweries, like these, these big festivals, most of the time it's freaking word art on a piece of paper. It's not going to catch anybody's eye. You're just looking at what you're what you're drinking. Yeah. But if Equilibrium has their big flag behind their station, I know I'm going towards Equilibrium because they're fucking great. You know, like that kind of thing. And you can tell, like they're they're another one that's their can designs are incredible. And I've never had anything from them. Where are they from? They're from New York. But there's so much beer in New York. There is. Get up to New York. Yeah. <laughs> we really do. It's kind of wild, also too, because there's not a ton of space in New York. Yeah. I was talking I mean, I guess to you think about there's from Detroit. Probably a lot of industrial not. buildings and stuff. Yeah. Right, let's, we'll cut that. No. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, we record this in Nick's basement, Jake. It's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was talking to someone, and they said he said, like, he lived, well, he went to Michigan State. And like lived outside Detroit, and I guess Lansing, not Lansing, but there was another city that he said or something like that. And it's like the beer capital of the world. It's like we need to get out to these places, right? Oh, um, you mean Michigan? Yeah. Oh, that's um, where Founders is. Where's is, where's is that? You probably have a Founders beer under there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Um. Um. Yeah, but like it's. I just. I'm gonna pick up some all day. 
all day at some point in the next couple weeks. Oh, love me That's some a good day. beer. Yeah, all day is fantastic. It really is. Um, of course, it's drum roll, please. It's not going to be on there. A little bit of a lull here. Grand Rapids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's what he said, and I was like, dang. Like he was like, yeah, I'm like really into craft beer. I'm like, listen, new friend, give me your number. Text me when you want to get a beer. I know there's like 15 places around here that I will take you to. <laughs> he was like, cool. So, and I was like, he could probably pay because he makes much more money than I do. There you go. Um, but yeah, you should have so, him on the cast. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a weird night last night. Fair last enough. night was weird. Anyway, I, so I think so. I the one another thing I'll say is like I at least for me and I like I would rather see in, in terms of merchandise like I would rather see like a magnet or like a glass. Like I'm not really into, I know you wear a lot of beer t-shirts. I do. I don't cause I don't necessarily like to broadcast that I drink so much. <laughs> we do a podcast where we talk about how much we drink. True. But we that, don't really need to broadcast. It yeah. Any we don't need. That, yeah. I, I mean, but like that evil twin shirt is like comfy as hell. And I right? love that shirt. Shout but, out to Shane at Steel City Steel Beer City. Wholesalers. We're we never going to get... We need we to, like, need have to... that, like, on a piece of paper taped. No, we need so, to... Like, what we need to do is we need to record it and make it a button. Yes. And then soundboard. <laughs> soundboard. Shout yeah. out to Shane at Pittsburgh Beer Wholesalers. Steel and then City it just cuts back Beer Wholesalers. It's, yeah, we can definitely edit that in. <laughs> no. No, we're going to leave it in there no. because you sound like an idiot. No, um, <laughs> and you're a loser. <laughs> Such a jerk. So, um, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean... I. I just feel like a lot of the shirts are just kind of dumb. Like, and they, again, they just seem lazy. I don't know. There are some shirts of Dancing Gnome that I would definitely buy. You guys have hats from Dancing Gnome that you love a lot. Yes. Jake had a reclamation hat that he can't find. Pissed. I'm still IP. pissed. I had to buy a nitrous hat just to replace it. Yeah. So, well, I don't Turtle, even wear Turtle that. Turtle Swamp that looks like a sick place. It's so dope. It's it's just this big. I wanted to ask what the building used to be because it's just this big industrial space. It looks like, and then next to it, it almost looks like a almost like an office building type thing. But they sort of like stripped it down to make it look more industrial, which is cool. Yeah, that was, I mean that was the same with Blue Note. We were like, oh, what is this building? Like it's like massive. It's like this weird, like this old looking like. There's like cinder block walls and stuff, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's where they used to have the Daily Democrat or so." Like it was like an old newspaper facility. That's really cool mm-hmm. because clearly those times are are changing, and it's nice that they're doing. Yeah, and it's that, I mean it's right? tough to find places like that, so it's nice to see that people are taking advantage of those being open and probably pretty affordable when it comes to rent or, or yeah, purchasing. Like Jake- I mean, you look at Hitchhiker taking over. Fort Pitt. What what used to be the Fort Pitt Brewing? Yeah, I mean that makes land. Uh, that makes so much sense. It's almost ridiculous. Obviously, so like, that makes like how they're not painful. bigger just because of that purchase blows my mind. Yeah. But I mean, you go in there and like you can see right into the brew floor. Like that's what's awesome yeah. is the tanks are right there. Mm-hmm. Everything's open. The freaking patio is killer. I'm sorry. That's one of the greatest oh, so outdoor cool. spots oh, so cool. in Pittsburgh. I'm it's, upset because I haven't been there yet. It's I'm so up cool. Looking I just, I wish they would open up to be dog friendly. Disrespect. Okay. Jake! Yes! No, let's <laughs> cut that. Drake for you. Uh, can we cut that? You're welcome. Nick, Thanks. can you cut that, please? Jake, so, uh, anyway, um, one thing I do want to roll back to is an upcoming event. Jake, you'll be in town, I think. Um, the 10th 
um, pixelated IPA is coming out on uh, September 7th. I will not be in town. That's Labor Day weekend. No, it's not. That's the weekend after. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, the weekend yeah, before. Is I won't be in. Ah, okay. All right, well. Anyway. That's my birth. That's our birthday weekend, though. So, like, let's just fuck it up. I'm taking my birthday off. I'll be on Monday. All right, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, we'll go up Friday night for sure. Well, you um, took you took off that that weekend, didn't you? Just the just Sunday or just Friday oh, okay. for the release. Um, I might be able to swing taking. No, I can't do that. Never mind. That's fine. Uh, so the cool thing, Rainbow Road, Rainbow Road, number one. I was playing some Mario Kart the other day, right there. Um, Shout out Nintendo one time. You want to talk about cool ass merch though, right? Like these guys have got to be on the verge of being sued by Nintendo every release. (laughs) To be completely honest, it's pretty ballsy. Like honestly, very ballsy. The you're drinking from the magic mushroom glass right now, and that is toad. That's not like, oh, it's kind of a mushroom that looks like no. It's toad. Yeah, that's fucking toad. It just. I (laughs) wish it was just cleaner. I don't know. Like you can see, it just seems like. Well, the thing is, they probably have Nintendo probably trademarked Rainbow Road. I don't think so. I think that's how they're getting away with it because they haven't named anything directly what it is. Right, like the the ones that they've had are like slappers only, right? Like that's a that's a common phrase, but it's not a trademarked phrase. Yeah, there's magic mushroom. There's um, the even they they changed the Konami code. That uh, the one that I had the up up down down left right left right B A start select mm-hmm. is the actual code, but they left off select on purpose. Like you don't just accidentally leave that off. Um, and then all our beer are belong to us. All your beer are belong to us is it's a common phrase, but it's not a trademark phrase. Right. So, well, they actually, I was talking to, I don't know if, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but when I was at that beer festival, I was talking to people that were working for Schubert and they trademarked, I think pixelated IPA. mm -hmm. They trademarked that, that phrase or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't just, know. It's a great it's just, series. It's, it's just funny because like these, this, these places don't have a lot of money. So like to be, to like try something that's like that close. That's that true. But in. if you just get like Grist House got a cease and desist from the people who make Yeti. Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, so it's, that? it's really not like a, great I'm, I'm, unless you want to fight it and you keep and you keep making it after you get a cease and desist. Like it's also just a small um, brewery in Pennsylvania. So like, is it is it harming anyone? That's that true. They're... But if you're if you get big enough to where someone wants to sue you, that's that big. Yeah. I don't think you, Nintendo. Then really you know cares. you've made it. They're I not going they to touch that. that I much, can't. I can't imagine that they will, unless they blatantly rip off something. Yeah. That would be the that would be the thing. But anyway, that that kind of concludes my uh, merchandise. Talk, merch, yeah, my yeah. merch talk track. Merch talk. Um, I do. I really love stickers. I wish more places would do stickers. <laughs> I yeah. Jake um, and I are are zero fans of of stickers. We I just don't like the concept of stickers anytime ever. I, I don't always, like stickers. I don't like the feeling of them. When they start to peel, it's the grossest thing in the world to yeah. me. I just think they're... And, like, 
People who put stickers on their laptops. Laptops. Oh, my God. When someone... My heart breaks footages, when I see someone with, like, a $1,500 MacBook, and they have stickers on the actual MacBook. Stickers Ugh, I hate on, them. I hate them on so like, much. drinking vessels is probably the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Because they start to peel and stuff, and it's like... Oh, see, I would never do that. It, it makes me cringe. My uh, thing yeah, is, like, my, my base case has stickers on it. My my kegerator has stickers on it, and that's pretty much, like... I don't really yeah, have that's a problem what, with I like kegerator. magnets more. I don't have a problem, really, with kegerator. I just... My heart... I, every time I would see it's someone with an actual MacBook on the actual MacBook, not the case, like, that shit... I'm like, you spent $1,500, and you're going to put, like, a... Uh, keep calm and drink wine sticker on your MacBook. <laughs> You're, You're gonna disrespect idiot. Steve Jobs like that. Get the Honestly. fuck out of here. RIP. Get the fuck out of here. R I P I P. I P. I don't know. Okay, Jake. Let's uh, let's do another segment. Go ahead. Give us your worst. Come on. Fire away. I want this to be totally organic. Just top of your head. What is it? Oh, I, didn't, I I was uh, completely unprepared for this. Oh no. no! Oh, the one that wants to do segments. Oh yeah, we need unfair. we need a bunch of segments this we week. We talked guys. about this before we started the podcast. No, fuck off! No shit! No, fuck off! You you do it now. All right, let's go. Let's do our top top five favorite types of beer. Ooh, ooh! Now that's a good one. Okay. And you can't just be like generic. It has to be specific to. You know, like you can't just be like I like IPAs. Well, like, what I kind like of IPAs. IPA? <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> Um, okay, let me uh, let me start because mine are. Let's do I, top three. Top five will take too long. Yeah, yeah top, top five three, is too, top three too is long. Um, I think number one for me is uh, a Berliner Weiss, hands down. I love me a good Berliner. I I don't like things that smell like farts. Uh, all sours smell like farts, and it's one hundred percent accurate. Not everyone is into that, but that's just how they smell. Like. I don't even think it smells like that. Like, I, every time I smell it, I'm like, oh, this is a sour. Like, I, I know it's not something that's, like, skunked. Um, I also, I would say, love I love a good session IPA. Something that would We, we should have gone, I should have specified, we should go 3, 2, 1. But well, that's a little too fucking late for well, that. Well, you guys Jake. can do that. I already started. So, <laughs> I love a good session IPA. Um, that something you can drink a ton of half lustra i swear to god like if they don't continue to make that i will be upset Very and it it was just so it's like 3.8 percent alcohol but you still get the hoppiness and you still get like some of the citrus flavors i i just i absolutely adore those because there have been way too many times when i've had uh, a couple doubles and then you're on the floor right so I just think there's something about having a... I do want to throw a little wrench into this, okay? So try to think of the most popular beer in that style. All day. Well, okay. Yeah, well, let's go back to your Berliner Weiss then. Okay. Um, I feel like that's such a weird... I don't know. Like, I can't think of anything that is, is like, popular. I feel like that one is just something that, like, people do... I would say probably that McKellar... That we have yeah, from that, I see that everywhere. That yeah, one's all over the place. They have it's not even just that. Like I think there's like a couple of varieties of that. Yeah. But that they have that everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's that was a solid one. So I just think that's one like people just like throw whatever fruit they feel like doing in a in a Berliner. And like I don't think anyone actually has like a standard Berliner vice that they put out all the time. Ah, uh, you'd be surprised. There might be like a I would think maybe like a Weissafoner or something. 
Yeah, yeah some... they, they definitely make one of them. Um, so, all right, I can't Alex, think of any off the top of my head. We could, go to the, uh, we could go to the um, EJCP website and look at some industrial examples. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, um, but so... I, I mean, I... I don't want to do another like sour type. I could say ghost, but I generally I don't I don't think ghosts are. I don't I don't like when it's just the whole like salt and like lime kind of flavor. Oh, you don't like drinking Bud Light Lime Rita? I love Bud Light Lime, oh. uh, and I love uh, Icy Light Mango. The, oh. That shit is very oh, good. That was we, that was that beer that we stole last oh. night. I'm probably gonna get some sort of infection from that. That's nice. uh, no, I just love that stuff. It's so good. Um, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I would say I like a good New England style IPA. Like I've really come around to them, and but I need something that's like heavily citrus flavored. Like I'm, I'm really into like citrusy things. Like I do not like if you, if any of you guys have listened to any of these podcasts, especially the, the like the first couple where we were doing like the the barrel age shit, like. I don't really do, I can appreciate a good stout and a porter, but I'm not doing anything that's aged in a barrel that is above, like, 12% alcohol. That shit is too much for me. And I, I still feel like I have a lot to, I have a, a lot of room to grow and to, like, expand my palate. So that's why those are all, like, pretty, like, standard beer types that you'll see. Um, I, I just, I just don't like something, like, that's super heavy, because after you drink, like, one... I, I just want something like light and citrusy to get like to get over that, you know. And I mean, it, it does depend on the time of year. Also, I will say I, you didn't ask this, but I hate generally hate like Christmas beers, and I think we all kind of do. I don't like Not anything me. that's high. I don't. Th I don't like anything that's like highly spiced that that just tastes super like overdone. They're like trying to go for like a desserty kind of thing. Or like, oh, the one like Sweet Baby Jesus. That's not a Christmas beer, but like that peanut butter chocolate stout. That shit is like nasty. I feel like I need to try more stouts. Maybe that'll be my my resolution this like fall and the winters to try more stouts and see what I really think of them. So those are my three. That it's. I feel like it's it's constantly changing. Um, As it should be. Yeah. I think I, that's. I, I really do try to expand, like, when I go out to places and they have, like, stouts and stuff, like, I will, I will try them, but, like, those, I think those three are general, like, if they have one of those, I'm going to be like, yes, please give me that. All right, so, Jake, go ahead. You're up next. Let's do three, two, one for you, since you neglected to say that before I started mine. Yeah, that would have been better, so we could, and we could, we could have gone, like, Snake, could have been, like, Jake Nick, the Snake. You, me. Me, you, Nick. Oh, oh, yeah, no, you know let's I mean? not do that. <laughs> so I would say number three is, it's tough, because I think that my top two are, are pretty set in stone, and I've been a fan of those for pretty much since I started drinking beer. Number three kind of fluctuates. It's tough. At age 21, legally. At legally at age 21. No, I mean, I was never really into... I would never touch alcohol prior to when I turned 21. No, But if never. I had... <laughs> never. If I had... Just like celibacy, just like waiting for marriage, stick, you need to I, I be committed to... I would have probably stuck to, with... You need to be committed to a relationship before you... Beer. Jake is having a seizure. Have sex with someone. 
Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Committed Wait till to... marriage, kids. Celibacy is best. <laughs> it prevents HIV. It's it's Abstinence. 100% effective. Abstinence. You're not wrong. Hey, Kingview Mead followed us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Kingview. Oh, we were next. I was next to them at the Butler, that, um, that beer fest up there. Nice. They had this really so, cool cooler that they kept their bottles in. They had like a, it's like a Coleman like stackable cooler. Nice. And they took a drill and they drilled out like slots for the bottles. So you can put ice in the cooler, which stays cold because it's a cooler. But then you put the bottles like right in like the holes that they drilled. Super cool. Oh, that's awesome. So anyway, yeah. They I don't were, know. I'm not a big mead cool. fan, but that's that's cool that they I'm not either. This. Like, I, I mean, maybe after I'm sitting like... Maybe after pillaging, um, <laughs> you sit down, beat be, your wife, be, beat your wife, and uh, have a just being have the a nice scourge warm, of the Scandinavian seas. Have a like. <laughs> have a nice warm glass of mead by the fireplace while you eat mutton yes. with your bare hands. Yes, precisely. Uh, I can't take credit okay. for that joke. I, I was with Megan, and the guy she was talking to made that joke, and I laughed so so hard because it was so good. And I, so I, I just, I want to make that disclaimer, but Jake, continue. Shout out to a uh, random guy who Alex was hanging out with. I wasn't um, hanging out with him. But... So number three, I would say number three right now is probably the ghost. Hey. Um, I'm a big, Jake with I'm the a wild big card. fan of those. It's so. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I, I really enjoy sours. Um, I think and, we all have grown to enjoy sours, honestly. Like, I think, I think. Alex and I are, are the ones who really <laughs> sorry hone in on those and will almost go out of our way to try something that we haven't had before. Um, I'm I'm just every time I go to Strange Roots, I remember why I like them so much and why I don't mind spending seven dollars on a ten ounce pour of their beer because it's just that good. Like everything that they sort of make is. It's interesting. Um, the reason I picked Ghost is because there's a bunch of different types of sours. I mean, it's... And That's a very good point. It, it's not... It, it's such a hard style to define, too. And it's a hard right? style to You have your Berliners, you have your Ghosts, well. you have um, Lambics, you have just... Anything that's, like, wild fermented, basically, or is using bacteria... Um, but then you also get like it's considered a sour, right? So it's it's tough to sort of nail it down. But I would say of that of those styles, like I like the saltiness of a ghost. It's tough to always find really good ones. Um, there were a few that I remember from from my time in Lidditz that I had at the bar that we hung out at that were just like outstanding, and I, I, it would take me a while to, to go back to them. Um, but that was really like the first type of sour beer that I had, and I sort of like with that right away especially now like it, i think it's a good beer for like summertime oh yeah and this sure. this sort of changes like it really really depends I, again i'm i'm not crazy about the like alex was saying i'm not crazy about the seasonal type beers um i actually do like pumpkin a lot which is interesting because i don't like pumpkin flavored stuff in general um number two on my list uh pretty obvious the stout just 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 fuck me up, fam. Also, I wasn't <laughs> you know? expecting that either. You're like really throwing curveballs here. You, like, you really are. I I, I wasn't. It. I was not expecting a stout. I love. I love stouts, man. I love them. Uh, man, it's... sick, man, sick, dude, guy, <laughs> bro, man, bro, guy. So, I hate when I'll, people like, call me that. I even lo- like. I like Guinness. I like 
you know, some of these like imperial stouts. Um, and, and it's another interesting thing because I don't like coffee. I don't drink coffee. Never have. Well, I have, but probably will never get into it consistently. Like, like you guys, especially and a oh, lot yeah. of other people. I know pretty much. I made, I made a point to go out of my way to get coffee today before I came over here. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like you guys are way into it. I'm not. So it's like, it, I, I took like three days off last week of coffee and I swear to God, like I felt like I was dying. <laughs> Honestly. Like it's I just, bad. I, I haven't. I've I've done it. I just get like you've done coffee. Two, yeah, I've done it. I've done coffee with no, some I've done friends it consistently. I've drank <laughs> mostly like socially. Consistently, yeah, and just it's only just socially. Like, it never. It, it just doesn't. It does things to me that I don't enjoy. Like I'm way too wired, and yeah. people say that they needed to focus and stuff, but I I focus less when me I have too. coffee. I agree. It just makes me anxious, but I love drinking it. My mind is just racing. It's all over the place. So, uh, and I think that drinking stouts is my substitute for that. Because I like the flavors of, like, the roastiness of coffee and stuff like that. Like, at first I was like, oh, I don't like the taste of coffee. Like, I can drink black coffee, no issues. But I I don't like the caffeine or anything like that. So, so when I get a really good stout, something from, a lot of local places make pretty good stouts, too. But like that, that like chocolatey, like just roastiness, just punch me in the back of the throat with that stuff. Um, Trillium makes a lot of really good darker beers. Um, so that's number two on my list. And number one, very unsurprisingly, the New England IPA. Ah, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Uh, so like, and I love the, I really like the juicy one, like, Hazy IPAs and, like, that whole revolution has, like, pretty much solidified my spot as a beer drinker. And I always was before, but now it's just, like, I will never pick anything over a Hazy IPA or something like that. And there's, I could, I could run off a list of being, like, I don't know, 20 that I've had that are just, that are so good and, and just juicy and hoppy and bitter and, Everything about it, I, I do. All right, fair, cool. Um, Nick, you're up. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Yeah, this you're, is you're this is going to like this is one. like the this is the this I feel the, like the coup d'état. I feel like Alex should have gone in the middle, <laughs> um, just because I think that Jake and I have very similar palates. I think that we have this nest uh, like I don't know. I think we are more in line with like the top styles than anything else. Um, my number three is a solid for me. It's not a question. Um, actually, all of these are solid where they're supposed to be. Um, Does it ever <laughs> rotate or do you think like the so ones past My the top three? five would be very interesting. My top three is not as interesting. Okay. Um, number three is going to be the American Pale Ale. Um, the the cream of the crop for that for me is zombie dust, mm. um, mm-hmm. the daisy cutters of the world. I do right? love a good pale. I they're refreshing. They're as shit. extremely drinkable. Um, yeah. My favorite currently is DDK from Dancing Gnome. Mm-hmm. I have no, the, I have no reason to drink anything else when I'm there unless I'm going for the beer that they're releasing or something. Right. Because honestly, I will drink DDK until the wheels fall off. But. <clears throat> 
That one. The metaphorical wheels of the whatever vehicle. Yes, whatever vehicle is getting me where I'm going is going to come off because I'm drinking DDK. Yeah. So. My um. That's that's my number three. Number two. I'm gonna go and uh, I gotta go with Jake on this one and say that it is the stout. Mostly because it has so much variety. There's so much that you can do with a stout. Um, and this one to me, I would say Porter is almost like a 2A. But it's tough because I've had Porters that taste like stouts. Or taste like what I would expect from a stout. And I've had stouts that taste like what I would expect from a Porter. And they are they are different, but they're they're also very 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 similar. And there's, yeah. There's like a fine line between the two of them, so it's you almost have to lump them in the same spot. I mean, if you were to, if you were to look at the style guidelines, I'm sure you'd, you'd be able to pick out specific differences, like traditionally what you would see in those styles. But yeah, hundred percent. And that's that's really what um, what drove me to stout more because I think there are plenty more available. But I will say, like, one of my first forays into craft beer was the um, Bourbon County, right? And yeah. Bourbon County is, to me, one of the best representations of a barrel-aged stout. It smells out here, I'm sorry. As much as it's not a craft beer cold. anymore because they are owned by Big Beer. Welcome, Sarah. Sarah's here now. Hi, Sarah. We're talking Hi. about our top three beer styles. Oh shit! So if you feel if you want to jump in, please you should definitely jump in. I don't think in. I have the three top favorite beer styles. Okay, she has one, and it's ha hazy IPAs and West Coast IPAs. Those are it. Uh, West Coast? <laughs> I, feel like I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. Um, I feel like we should go out of our way to try more West Coast IPAs now, because yes. they're not super big. But I and they're love... gonna come back. What? They're going to come back. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. The, I mean, we talked about like the whole swing in the in the beer. So, of course, the dog is going to run into the microphone New stand style immediately. IPA is near. That's what he does. Um, all right. So my my top style is the New England Double IPA. That's like really specific. I, I okay. I'm trying to be specific. I'm trying to be as specific as possible because Jake said New England style IPA was his first. Oh. Okay. Um, That's true. I guess I was I was pretty. I like singles better. I, I guess I, I should clarify. I understand that. I'm I'm a big fan of the higher alcohol content. Yeah, I like a good double. I'm I just I think that it adds more difference between them. If you know what I mean, like I think you have a lot more range with the higher gravity, right? I, I'd argue against that, honestly. I think. Okay. It's but there there's. Examples of both that you can find that are just sort of all over the map. Yeah. I think the style in general is very op open for interpretation, and so many people do it so differently, right? It's True. like not not all of them are super juicy, and not all of them are like crazy hoppy, right? And there's there's a huge spectrum when it comes to hazy IPAs. Yeah, you're correct, and I think that's why I like the double so much is because it still has that hop flavor. Because I think a lot of the regular, like, New England IPAs are a lot more fruity. Yeah. Like, they're a lot more fruit forward. I think that the, the doubles end up having a little bit more hot flavor, which I'm a more of a fan of. I think that's really the, the big difference there. That's why I want to go with a double instead of 
just a standard New England IPA. Yeah. Um, so we've all done our three. So do you want to talk for a second about yours? No, I wasn't joking when I said I think I only have two, and that's New England and then West Coast IPAs. I mean, like, those are my favorites. I, I mean, I get that, but you don't Mine, know the, the well, number I, three. I, like, what I would be? I appreciate, like, a really, really good stout. But it has to be, like... You guys are all... Really I feel like I'm the only wild card here. I went... Mine were... Berliner was number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Session IPA is number two. And then just... And then, like, New England IPA is three, obviously. I mean, we all like IPAs, so... Yeah. Um, I just think stouts can be really good and, like, really flavorful. They yeah. did... Yeah, I mean, that Jake... That's basically what Jake had. Jake yeah. said ghost, stout, and New England style, so... Yeah. You and guys I are said, all pretty... I said pale... Stout and double New England, um, but I, I don't know. There's there's so many styles out there that I don't know that that's going to stay the same for the next six months. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I think it's time for us to start start seeking out. I mean, we are we are all fully aware that we like New England style right. IPAs, but I think it's time to start. I mean, we did try a ginger saison from Platform today. <laughs> that immediately went we, down the sink. Okay, we didn't have to say that. Sorry. Uh, it, Platform, it, it was definitely you. not our favorite. We do love Platform. Love you guys. Ginger's a very... It's really hard to do well. It's very hard. It's, it to can get very overpowering, and that's what it was. It literally mm-hmm. just tastes like straight ginger. Like, I want to do some saisons. I want to do some farmhouse ales. Like, let's get, let's get, past, let's get past it. So yeah, so that was a. Jake. I think that was a good. I think that yeah. was a good, uh, good way to kind of wrap up um, our our very wide-reaching podcast this week. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so was, I think that fun. moving forward, we can we can throw in a couple of these types of podcasts because um, it's not every week that we do something that's like worthy of taking twenty minutes to discuss. Yeah, right. But we, I mean, we have those times where we sort of go off on tangents, which, which is good as well. But I think if we, if we make it more uh, coherent, <laughs> that would be good. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up for this week. Uh, it's, it's coming up to that time. Um, check out the description of the podcast. We're going to have all the events that we discussed at the beginning on there. Um, a couple of beers that we tried and things like that. And we'll, we'll throw some some links to people's pages and everything. Um, moving forward, coming up uh, this week, anything on the on the schedule for you guys? Nope. I don't believe so. No, <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be another low-key week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of just go with the flow. I don't. I mean, if I see something that I really want to... I, I, I did say that I wanted to get to Treehouse this week. I didn't get a chance to. I actually probably could have gone yesterday, but I, I was... They had Double more. Bright, I saw. Yeah, they do that. They had that. I think they had sap too, triple sap or whatever, you, or however you say it. They had a pretty good can lineup this week and stuff that I didn't really have, but or that I haven't had before. But uh, I'll, I'll look into it next week and see if I can get out there at some point. Um, yeah, nothing else. Cool. Yeah. So we'll be getting our well, we'll catch you guys later. Anniversary. Uh, thanks so. for listening. Uh, again, this is the recap, week eighteen. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. Okay, cheers. So, yeah, um, bring them together one more time. <laughs> Have a good week. I won't stop.